is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, March 6, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 3 and 11 through 32. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Fourth Sunday of Lent, it's known as Laetare Sunday, which means rejoice, rejoice Sunday. And so it's always appropriate that we have a, a uplifting kind of gospel message in that. And um, in this case, particularly, we see the rejoicing of the father when the prodigal son returns home. The prodigal son is probably one of the two most well-known parables in all of all the world, really, one of the most beloved in Christianity. Along with the Good Samaritan, those two are pretty well known even among non-Christians. It's an interesting story, though, because it's really not a story about the prodigal son. It's a story about two prodigal sons, because there's not just one. There's two of them in this story, and they're both wasteful in their own way. The story goes that, um, and and you have to see the context, Jesus was um, eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners, and the Pharisees seemed to have a problem with that, and like the company he was keeping, and they were grumbling. And so Jesus tells them this parable to make a point to them. He says, there was a man who had two sons. Now the man's apparently fairly wealthy because he has servants and land and, and, and flocks and, and even cows. And, so, and it says that his younger son came to him and said, Father, let me have my share of my inheritance now. Now that's a pretty audacious kind of thing to say. I mean, can you imagine if your kids came to you and said, look, you know, when you die, you know, we're going to split up what you got, so I want my half now. <laughs> you know, they might even say, look at the bright side. You'll get to see how much it makes me happy. <laughs> you won't be dead yet. I mean, that's pretty audacious, isn't it, to ask somebody something like that? And it, it was even more so in, in those times. And the rule, the way that worked back then, was that uh, the elder son, who would become the patriarch of the family when the father died, would receive two-thirds of his father's estate, and the younger son would have received one-third of the father's estate. And for him to agree to this is, is unbelievable, because it's not just a matter of him saying, okay, I'll give you some money, because they didn't really do money in those days. His wealth was all in his land. So he had to sell off one-third of his lands to be able to give his son one-third of the estate. And that's what he did. At this point, a lot of us are thinking, man, he's dumb. Um, Well, the son, in order to be uh, at least polite, waited two or three days (laughs) before he said, well, Dad, I'm on my way out into the world to make my way. I'm going to hit it big on Broadway. You know, I'm going to be wonderful. You know, you you won't be, you'll be seeing me in the papers. It's going to be so wonderful. And I'll see you, you know, after I'm a big success, you'll hear about me. And he leaves. And the father is deeply depressed because he didn't think he'll ever see his son again. He thinks that's pretty much it. And it says the son wandered off to a far land, which means he moved into Gentile territory, um, away from the Jewish community. And when he got there, he found out that in the big city they have some interesting things you can do. Um, And he started doing all of them, and he became very popular. I mean, he started spending his money on gambling and prostitutes and partying and all sorts of stuff. Kind of like an NFL rookie that gets signed with a bonus, you know, <laughs> think about it. Um, and, and he's just having a grand old time of it, and he is the most popular guy in town. Everybody loves this guy until his money runs out. When his money runs out, there's nobody to be found. They all disappear. 
And so he starts getting hungry and thinks, what am I going to do? So I said, well, I guess I better get some work. I got to eat. So he starts trying to hire himself out as a day laborer. And finally, he found one guy who says, well, all right, I got, I got some stuff you can do. You can go out over there in the field and feed my pigs. Now, there's not much lower than a Jew can go than to have to feed the pigs when you're starving. Because they don't do pigs. And so he, but he's so hungry, he agrees to go do it. And when he's out there, he goes even lower. He, he starts thinking that the pods that the pigs are eating is starting to look kind of good. <laughs> now, have you ever seen what pigs eat? Trust me, you don't want to eat what pigs eat. It's bad. But he was that hungry. It, it actually looked good. And then it has this wonderful phrase. It says that he came to himself. Isn't that a great way of putting it? He came to himself. He finally realized who he was. I know uh, Judy's dad used to tell her and her brother when they would go out, don't forget who you are. Um, great way of looking. But, but this guy had forgotten who he was, but he suddenly remembered who he was. So when he came to himself, he realized, you know, my father's slaves do better than this. <laughs> I mean, they have bread to eat. He doesn't treat them this way. I'm just going to go home. I'm going to eat crow and say, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, but if you would just take me in and let me work for you, I'd, I would be grateful. That must have been hard for this guy. You know, he, he had big plans. But he decides he didn't have a choice, so he goes back to do it. And as he begins to approach his father's farm, finally, which was a long way away, which is apparently how he lost his robe and his sandals, my guess is he started having to sell stuff in order to get food just to make the journey. When he is far off, his father looks out and there's somebody coming up in a loincloth far away. And he looks and he thinks, that looks like my younger son, who he never thought he'd see again. And so then the father does something astounding. He goes running to him. Now, in Israel at this time, the patriarch of the family didn't run to anybody. I mean, when you went to visit the patriarch of the family, you went to them. They didn't come to you, much less run. And then on top of that, to run, they have these long robes on. You know what they have to do to run? They have to hike them up. So you got this old man with bony knees. You're running down, and, the, and all the servants are going, what in the world is going on? And he's flying as fast as he can. Now, the scripture said he was filled with compassion. That really doesn't quite get it. He was overwhelmed with love, was what the real way of looking at it is. And it says that when he reached him, he embraced him, is the word. But, but it's actually, he collided into him and grabbed onto him as hard as he possibly could. And it says he kissed him over and over and over and over again. That's the way the Greek should be translated. You know, because he thought he was dead to him. He thought he'd never see him again. He was so happy. And his son immediately, and he's been preparing a speech for quite a while now. So he says, Father, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Father's having none of this. He's not listening. He says, quick, bring me a, a robe, the best one. Put it on him. Now, why did he want him to put on a robe? Yeah, for one thing, he's naked. <laughs> but why the best one? It signifies that, no, you're my son. My son doesn't wear rags. You know, you're my son. And he says, bring a ring and put it on his finger. Now, that ring isn't just any old ring. You know, it's not, not that he was lacking jewelry, so he needed a ring. It's a signet ring. It identifies him as the son of the father. He's restoring him to his proper place. And then finally, just to make clear that he's not going to be one of his hired hands, he says, put sandals on his feet. There's only servants went around barefooted. You know, the, the, the people in the family wore sandals. 
The, sand, the servants went barefooted. So he has completely restored this young man to his previous position as the younger son. Well, then he says, slaughter the fatted calf, for my son was dead and he's alive. He was lost and he's found. And so a big party commences. And 